0: Grab a seat. It really is wonderful to be with you this evening celebrating Jesus together. Um, and I, I, I just want to let you know that as we've talked about this concept of Advent, I will tell you that it means literally arrival and so we want to talk about that a little bit this evening i know kiddos all over the world are really excited about santa claus coming to town uh what we're doing is we're celebrating the arrival of love coming to town and when love comes to town by the way it is uh when jesus comes to town he he's not afraid to come right in the middle of the mess right? The, the idea of Jesus. In fact, I just want to suggest to you, it's actually because of the mess that Jesus comes right in our midst. And I don't know about you, but, but isn't it one of those things where you really want Christmas to go perfectly. You want Christmas to have no mess whatsoever. You work hard, you plan hard, and, and you do all this preparation, and yet inevitably something tends to go wrong. Does anybody know what I'm talking about here? Just, in fact, one of the things that I noticed as I was walking around the room before service, talking to folks, um, the question that we were asking one another is, "Are you ready for Christmas?" And, and you know what the answer so often was <laughs> not really, but what choice do I have, right? Like it's close enough right now. And it brings us to our, our first truth of the evening and that is when love comes to town, so much could go wrong. So much can go wrong in this season and there's always some kind of a mess at Christmas. For example, easy to assemble is a shameless lie. Grandma's fruitcake doesn't taste like fruit or cake. You forgot to buy for Dad, so you're planning on stopping by Rite Aid on the way home after the service. The Christmas tree dries up, half the Christmas lights burn out, the the, uh, cat, rather, gets electrocuted. Although for some of you, that's a Christmas miracle uh, waiting to happen. It's a little bit like this video. Go ahead and watch this. (laughs) That's <laughs> the I could watch stuff like that forever. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Should we roll it again? Um, <laughs> hey, the reality is, when love comes to town, love comes right in the middle of our mess. And in Jesus, he doesn't wait until the world gets itself cleaned up and makes itself all nice and pretty. Jesus, he doesn't wait until you get yourself cleaned up, until you take care of all the mess in your life. Jesus comes right in the middle of the mess. And in fact, I would argue Jesus comes because of the mess. The mess is why love comes to town in the first place. And that brings us uh, to the second truth here, when love comes to town, it's more authentic than we're used to. It's more authentic, it's more real. Uh, And we make do with so much that's inauthentic. And when we have the real thing, it kind of blows us away. For example, so many people settle for stevia in their life. Uh, So many people microwave a TV dinner. Some, I suppose, sprinkle stevia on their TV dinner. But when we have the real thing, it blows us away. It's so much better. I heard a rabbi tell a story. He, he had asked a man, why do you eat the fish? And, and the man said, oh, I eat fish because I love fish. And the rabbi countered. He said, you, you love the fish? So, you love the fish so much that you take the fish from his home, you take the fish from his family, you take the fish from the water to the air, then you kill the fish, and then you cook the fish, and then you eat the fish. That's called loving the fish, the rabbi says. And he said, you don't love the fish, you love yourself, right? And, and the truth is, so much of love in our culture today, it's fish love. It's selfish love. I just reeled you in on that one, didn't I? (laughs) The groans, the groans. I—that's the Holy Spirit groaning all over the room. But it's selfish, right? There's so much in our culture today that tries to pass itself off as love, but it's really just selfish. And so you've probably heard these words, they they kind of rumbling around the culture today. I want you, I need you, I love the way you make me feel. that's not love, that's completely conditional. It's like saying, I love you when you do this for me, or I love you if you give me these things, or I love you because you make me feel these things. Now I want you to contrast that with authentic love, real love, selfless love, love that gives, love that heals, love that serves. I'm talking about the love of Jesus, right? love that is humble, Love that cares, love that values, love that confronts injustice, love that's unconditional. You see, this is the tangible love that Jesus brings when he comes to town. He is this love revealed to us at Christmas. And it's the gift of real love. Which brings me to the next truth of this evening. When love comes to town, it comes as a gift. It comes as a gift, which means that we need to receive it as a gift. I want you to think about one of those little uh, to or from cards on one of the Christmas presents. And there seems to be four things specifically that matter when it comes to giving a gift at Christmas. The first is the question, well, who's it for? In other words, who is this gift intended to go to? The second question is, who's it from? Who gave the forethought and who, you know, went through the effort to present this gift? And then the third question, just quite honestly, is, well, what is the gift? What's inside? And then you talk about, what, what's it, is it valuable? What's the significance? How, you know, how much is this going to be a blessing? And the fourth, the fourth question is, and how is it wrapped? right? And I know that some of you, you don't care about that. Obviously, many of us, we just rip the wrapping off. But there are a few of you here, you spend more time wrapping than you do shopping. You know who you are, right? You line the paper up just perfectly. Every single angle that you fold, it's like 45, a straight 90 degree. You iron it to make sure that it's a It's a nice fold, right? When you do the scotch tape, there are no air bubbles. And you know who you are. You kind of look around. You can kind of see it's the ones around you who need, you know, therapy. (laughs) And when it comes to this idea of the Christmas gift, right, the gift of Jesus at Christmas, they're the same four questions. The question is, oh, who's it for? And it's for all people. It's good news of great joy for all people. Second question, well, who's it from? It's, it's from God himself, our joyfully generous heavenly father. The third question, well, what is it? It's Jesus. It's Jesus. It's this embodiment of God's love and grace in the form of this baby. And the gift, it's, it's priceless. And the last question, well, what's it wrapped in? And you might think, oh, that's not much of a question. But in this case, it's wrapped in Humility in accessibility, in compassion. Jesus is wrapped in nearness. He's wrapped in poor working classness. He's swaddled in cloths, and he's lying in a trough that animals eat out of. You know, one of the most common arguments against God is, God, you don't know what it's like. You don't know what it's like to be human. You don't know what it's like to be cold. You don't know what it's like to be hungry. You don't know. what It's like to be poor. You don't know what it's like to be betrayed. You don't know what it's like to be me. And the gift of Jesus is God's way of answering. Yes, I do. See, Jesus is God's great gift of solidarity with us. Jesus is love incarnate. He's love with skin on. He's love come to town. And that's why the scripture says this in John 1 14, the word, it's talking about Jesus, the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only who came from the father, full of grace and truth. You see, God put skin on and he moved into the neighborhood. In a culture that is increasingly spiritually confused, where where there's religious confusion all over the place, if you want to know what God is like, simply look at Jesus. Jesus is the visible image of the invisible God. Jesus is the embodiment of God's love and his glory in a person. You want a snapshot, you look at Jesus and you will see God's heart. And maybe the Christmas story seems a bit too removed for some of you. With the star, with the angels, it feels a little bit like a long time ago in a Galilee far, far away. It's just not Christmas without a Star Wars reference. Can I get an amen? (laughs) Okay. But you know, maybe it's difficult for you to connect with the questing hearts of the wise men, or the amazement of the lowly shepherds, or King Herod racked with fear, or Mother Mary flooded with wonder, or Joseph whirling with confusion. What am I to do with my suddenly pregnant fiancé? And then Joseph gets some heavenly counsel. And it's, it's, it's really amazing. The angel says to Joseph, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sin. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet, the virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. And there it is God with us, Emmanuel. That is the gift we celebrate at Christmas. Brings me to the next truth. When love comes to town, it's God with us. You see, Jesus came to inaugurate a revolution showing us that God was infinitely more loving than we can possibly imagine and nearer than we could ever hope for. The people who were unworthy, he went after. The people who were unforgivable, he forgave. The people who were unpopular, he befriended. Don't touch the lepers. There are rules about not touching the lepers. Jesus touched and healed the lepers. He forgave and he loved. And not just the religious and the educated and the nice, but the prostitutes, the beggars, the tax collectors. He walked around saying, you can't be good enough. You can't be moral enough. You can't be self-righteous enough. Instead, Jesus says, so I give freely to you. I give my love freely to you. I give my grace, my salvation freely to you. I give my life freely to you. And we can all agree that we've missed the mark. You know, sin is a term in the Bible. It's actually an archery term. You can think of a a target and there's a bullseye and perfection is hitting that bullseye every single time. And sin is just missing the mark. It just means that we don't hit the bullseye. I've been in ministry for 26 years. I have never met anyone who authentically tried to argue with me that they were perfect, that they never made a mistake. I did have one guy who wanted to convince me that he was better than I am. And I said, dude, you gotta set your sights a little higher. That's no great mastery, right? And, and, and so I just want you to understand that, that we have all done this. This is the human condition. So we have all made mistakes and then we compensate or we indulge or we medicate or we escape or we cover up. And when I say all these things, I'm simply referring to the messiness of our fails. I'm not talking about Christmas fails. I'm talking about the messiness of our fails, and, and Jesus knows everyone, and he still comes to town, God, with us. Jesus knows the depth of our messiness, and, and he still chooses to come and to be with us. In fact, again, I would argue it's because of our messiness that Jesus chooses to bring God's love to us. He came presenting himself as a ransom of sorts for us he took the punishment, he paid the price, he purchased grace, and he gave love. He never guilted or manipulated, but he did invite, and he said, unforgivable, I'll forgive. You're unclean, I'll clean you up. You're addicted, I love remodels. You've tanked your life, I'm here for you. A difficult marriage, I can help. Financial struggles, I provide. Plagued with anxiety, I bring peace. And that's the invitation that he offers. Not an invitation to become religious. No, but we we do testify that Jesus has wrecked and rebuilt our life in the most amazing of ways, bringing his recreation within us. And I would say that Jesus presents himself to you tonight. God is with us and his gift of love is available for us tonight, just as it was 2,000 years ago. It doesn't matter how far you've gone, what you've done, how hard you are, how intelligent you think you are, how together you portray yourself, what you call yourself, Jesus stands ready to wipe all of that away and to bring his love so that our hearts are recreated in him. You know, there's a word that we sing in this time of the year, and the word is Noel. And Noel, it simply means the birth. And with the birth, there is a story of this amazing gift of God's love available for you and for me. So I'd love for you to think about that as we sing this song. Love incarnate, love divine, star and angels gave the sign, bow to be. The story of amazing love, the light of the world given for us. That's God with us, offering his amazing love without guilt, without manipulation, nothing but a heartfelt invitation. Just a savior born in an animal stall who knows exactly how difficult life is, who knows knows exactly how you feel. Offering his love, offering himself Vulnerably, like this quote from one of my favorite authors, the child born in the night among animals, the sweet breath and steaming dung of beasts, and nothing is ever the same again. Those who believe in God can never, in a way, be sure of Him again. Once they've seen Him in a stable, they can never be sure where He will appear, or to what lengths He will go, or to what ludicrous depths of self-humiliation He will descend in his wild pursuit of man. And this means that we are never safe, that there is no place we can hide from God, no place we are safe from his power to recreate the human heart. God with us. The gift of love in Jesus has the power to recreate the human heart. And I know many of us, we have already received that gift and we've already said yes to receiving his love and his grace and his forgiveness and salvation. We've already said yes and we've placed our trust in him. But I do wanna give an opportunity tonight on Christmas Eve for those of you who have never said yes to receiving that gift. Maybe tonight's the night you wanna do that. And so in just a moment, we're gonna pray. The most amazing thing I know is that our God is alive and he is with us and, and he hears the prayers of our heart. And so if you just come to him with an open heart You speak to him just authentically out of your own place, wherever you are spiritually. He hears that, and he honors that. And so I would just ask you to pray with me now. If you want to bow your heads and close your eyes. Jesus is here, and Jesus is love, and Jesus loves you. And if you would like to receive him tonight and receive the gift of his love, you might want to pray something along these lines. Just say it however it seems most true between you and God. You might want to say, Jesus, I admit my need for you. I admit that I have missed the mark. I've sinned. And so I receive your gift tonight. I receive your love, and I ask that you would forgive me and cleanse me, that you would bring me into a relationship with God, that you would teach me what it means to be your follower. Thank you for bringing God's love to me. I receive your love and your grace as a gift this Christmas. I receive you tonight. And with your eyes closed and your heads bowed, I would just ask that if you did pray that prayer, you might just want to slip your hand up right now. Just let me know that you've prayed that prayer. And yeah, God bless you. God bless you. Yeah, Merry Christmas. God bless you. Oh, Jesus, thank you so much for the way that you love us, the way that you have pursued us. Through the years, you've pursued us through all the moments of our life and and you've met us here tonight. And we are so thankful for your love. And, And right now, Lord Jesus, I just want to acknowledge that for those who did raise their hand tonight, for those who prayed to receive your gift of love, The Bible makes it very clear that when we say yes to you, we cross over from darkness to light, that we move from death into life. And so, Jesus, I celebrate that right now. All of heaven celebrates that right now. And what we want to do is we want to just say thank you for your love, for all of us here who do love you, who are so grateful that you have come. We just want to say thanks We ask that you would give us a very rich and blessed day tomorrow as we celebrate your birth. We love you, Lord. Thank you that your love for us is unfailing and unconditional and unending. We pray this in your name. Amen.